Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Yep. My needles are moving and the, the little sound waves are. Now I'm going to have to leave all that before the podcast starts. This is the TRT Community Podcast, where we discuss all things testosterone. What's going on, guys? I'm Brandon, founder of the TRT Community, host of All Things Testosterone. I am here with Ian. Hello, Brandon. Ivan Schweida. What's going on, man? Not a lot. It's been quite a while. It has. So I hey, do, can can you turn yourself up? I can barely hear you. Can barely hear me. We were just talking for so long, and now you can barely hear me. I know you it's see, so well, faint. Can you can you turn yourself? Can you turn me up in yourself? Oh gosh, I don't know. <laughs> oh, my goodness, is this making? It, there you are. There you are. Really? That's good. That's I, better. I, I I didn't do anything. I don't. What? I didn't. I did nothing. I have no idea. I do find it funny, though, that we've literally been talking for 15, 20 minutes in this Zoom meeting and no mention of difficulty hearing me. And then I literally <laughs> press record and you're like, what did you say? <laughs> anyway, so so I might actually hang on to, you know, the, the pre-clips. You know how I always have that little pre-roll thing? That might be it. Yeah, but I, I love it. I'm definitely capable of, of deleting that stuff out. So it's been a real long time. It it has been. I think I think it's been since mid early July. That is insane. Uh, it's uh, it's been a period of six months that we I became a dad in August, and congratulations! It's uh, rocked my world. Yeah, that's awesome. Tell me, tell me how that's gone. Um, I would say you know in the first two three months hardest, hardest time in life I've ever experienced. Um, there's just, uh, it, I mean, incredibly rewarding, uh, worthwhile, uh, babies are amazing, but, uh, exhausting, challenging, uh, it'll, it'll test you, test your, um, emotional willpower when, when there's a, when there's a meltdown happening and there's not a lot you can figure out about, like, what can I do to get this to stop? Yeah. And then it kind of leaves you, uh, kind of leaves you shook for a little while and maybe into the next day. And we've, <clears throat> excuse me, certainly had our fair share of those moments, uh, along the way. But in the last month or two, things have kind of, I think we're starting to turn a corner. We're, we're getting to like a more kind of leveling off. I feel like it, uh, a lot of those first three months, four months are a roller coaster. Yeah. Um, and not, not that we don't have days where um, there's more meltdowns and those kind of things. And things aren't just, um, she's having a, a, a magnet day, as I call it, where she just doesn't <laughs> want to be put down. Yeah. Um, but we're, we're starting to get to, I think what a more, a more fun, more manageable, uh, 
uh, stage, I guess you could say. She just turned six months on Tuesday and is eating solid, you know, pure solid foods already. A couple of teeth have popped up. She's almost sitting up. Those kinds of things rolling over in, you know, 360 (laughs) back to front, front to back and rolling across the ground as her, as her form of transportation right now. So that's Uh, what I was going to ask is, you know, you mentioned kind of getting into a routine and, and normalizing and based on, you know, what I see on social media, you guys strapping her to you and going places, whether that be different States and skiing or, you know, local stuff. I mean, is it, is it is all as it seems on social media or has it really because my experience with with a firstborn child was not there was no let's strap her up and go do anything it was debilitating almost it was overwhelming so how is i mean is social media accurate for you there are you able to do things i think i think when we are when we're to when my wife and i are together uh, we're very, yeah, we're very much that way. And we very much want to get out um, and not let us, not let it debilitate us, not let us just be buckled down at home, uh, you know, cabin fever and such. We want to get out. We want to take her. We don't want to let it, her be a hamper for us to to miss out on on things in life. So, for instance, we had, we both had 12 weeks off of work. Uh and at one point we went up to the family house in Colorado for a period of almost two weeks. And because we just wanted to get like uh, my, my wife said it the best. She said, I know we're still going to be spending a lot of time looking at walls, but I want to look at different walls. And it was the best decision we made. We drove, we, we took two days to drive up there, uh, stayed in a hotel, which is a whole different a uh, ball game with a, mm. with an infant trying to put her asleep in the corner and you, you trying to like scarf down something and then go to bed and, and try to maintain quiet in a small, tiny like hotel room. Anyway, we, we, we got up there and the wet, I mean, it was the best decision because we got out, we went, you know, walked around, there's trails up there where the weather was gorgeous. And we feel like that helped us so much because um, just our mental health. We were, every day was the same, uh, felt like, which, you know, can drive, drive us both a little crazy. Yeah. Now when it's just me, sometimes I do struggle with, you know, my wife goes to work at night and, um, and she, she goes to work and then I'm like, okay, what am I going to do for dinner? We don't have anything at the house. Uh, means I got to load her up and hopefully she's in a you know good mood and stuff. So when it's just me, I kind of get paralyzed a little bit yeah. uh, that I won't be able to get anything done that I won't be able to go to the hardware store or go to the grocery store if I need to, um, just because there is so much involved now with you know a stroller, a, a car seat, um, a, a diaper bag and things like that. Um, but in the recent month or two, it's been getting, it's, that's been getting better personally for me. Like it, I've been able to conquer, you know, some of that fear of getting out, um, and just doing running errands that I need to run and just tagging, bringing her along with me. I'm really trying to work on, 
overcoming, conquering that, that yeah. fear. Yeah. That's impressive. That's not an easy thing to do. It definitely wasn't for me. And it is easier, you know, when, when there's two of you, I didn't even consider the fact that, that Megan is working, you know, works nights and that you're just, that's you at night, not just for dinner, but for nighttime too. Right. Yeah. We, and we've switched up the routine cause we're, we're trying to settle it. Like, like I was saying, we're trying to settle into a better sleep time routine nighttime. Um, and so she's going to bed a little bit earlier. So when, when she leaves her work at five thirty, five forty five. Um, bedtime is now at like seven, seven thirty. We were, we were taking a, you know, a cat nap at like six thirty or seven. I'm like, why don't we just put her to bed? Like, yeah. you know, it's just one of those things. And, um, we've switched it and it's, it's changed so much, um, and helped us out. Then, you know, I can, after she goes to bed, I can work on getting something to eat for myself. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's awesome. I've uh, I've mentioned her quite a bit, um, mostly to people that have messaged or emailed, um, you know, hey, what's going on with the podcast? You know, I'm like, hey, this is, you know, I got married. I moved 40 miles away. Ian had a baby, you know, lots been going on. Um, but we've had a lot of guys, a lot of guys miss us and wish, you know, congratulate you on, on having that's uh that's humbling. Like I, I think, I don't know about you, but like yeah. people just caring enough to want more episodes. Yeah, like it's thanks. Thank you so much. It's blown my mind. You know, anytime we, we skip yeah. a week or two, I get some kind of outreach from someone, but since <laughs> it's been, you know, you mentioned since July, I think I did an episode in October, maybe with just Ken. Um, but you know, since October, you know, three months that, you know, definitely quite a few people reaching out. I probably wouldn't have mentioned it if they, they hadn't specifically asked about you as well. You know, it would just be like a brag if it was like, Oh yeah, they're totally missing me, but they're missing you too. And I'm, I'm explaining to them, yeah, he had a child, you know, everything's going crazy. We're busy. Yeah. It's definitely been a hard, a hard time in life. And, and to that continue that conversation, like just trying to fit, fit things back into, to um, my life that were there before that I need to. So like getting back into working out. Uh, I've stumbled back into a CrossFit gym. Uh, feel free to judge, but it just, <laughs> it gets it done for me. Like I yeah. walk in, they have a workout plan. They have all the key, all the equipment I need. And it's really not that expensive for what you get. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I go a couple three times a week, but, but that's one of those things. I, that's one of the things that uh, in the past six months, I'm trying to learn how to work those things back into the the rhythm of my life because they need to be there. I need to, I, I need that for my overall health, you yeah, know? Definitely. So. so I'm, I'm curious because what I noticed, you know, at 30 when uh, Faye was born and you were even older, 37. Yeah. So, we had well-established uh, selfish routines, whether that be the CrossFit type things or going out to dinner, and not just the time—the time that it takes to 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 go to have the freedom to go to dinner, but the financial um, pieces of it. So, has it been? Do you think it's been more difficult to be a selfish thirty-seven-year-old and then have a child than it would have been to <laughs> to have a child at twenty-two before you developed a lot of those? selfishnesses 
Uh, that's pretty. That's a pretty spot on question there, um, because it's definitely been my experience that um, there are things that I've had to like kind of let let go of. Um, whether it be you know, there's sometimes where I would dabble, continue to dabble in like in video games or something like that, or you know, we all have our shows that we watch. Uh, those kind of things. Uh, nighttime routines just whatever i'm trying to think of trying to think of other other examples but like the workout thing like it's important to me to keep that up uh for my overall health but it's it definitely just fell off a cliff because there's a lot of you know uh, you want to be selfish um i always thought that like when i got married it taught me about how, how selfish I really was. Yeah. Um, but then when you have a kid, it, it, that just, it's a whole different, uh, exponential, it goes exponentially to teach you about like the, the things that you kind of have to sacrifice or let go of. Um, and probably, and not even like sacrifice necessarily, but like put on a back burner for now Mm -hmm. and, and maybe pick it back up down the road when, when you've got a better routine or, or, um, you've got like, child care a child care setup where she can you know go for go away you know a day or two a week and then you can partake in those enjoy those things you used to enjoy yeah um yeah i I wouldn't want to say like don't do any of those things anymore just maybe you know shift to the shift to the back burner for a little while and, and and circle back around to those that's that's definitely been yeah that's been a reality for me and it's hard. It's really, really hard. That's, yeah. that's one of the hardest things about it all. Do y'all think y'all will have uh, more? Uh, I think in the, in that, in that first three month stretch, a prevailing thought that I had was, uh, how do people want to do this again? Like, <laughs> and like we, we know people with three and four kids and I'm like, how do people want to have to do this two or three more times? I, I don't, I just couldn't see it. And I think, like I was saying, we're starting to turn a corner. Uh, you know, we're seeing a lot of uh, stages of development, milestones, you know, starting, She's getting starting, to, sh- starting to show up. Yeah. And, s- I think that hard shell is becoming softer mm-hmm. uh, from that from that thought. Now, I certainly don't want to do this again anytime soon. Yeah. Within, you know, but I'm coming up on you know, you, like you, like I said, I'm 37, be 38 in May, uh, so 40s 40 is looming. Um, we probably want to have one more. If I had to guess at this point, we haven't had the discussion. Um, since phoebe was born but um you know it's not uncommon for for that to be especially for the dad you know because there's it's so much more difficult for us to connect i think it's well studied that mm -hmm. you know our difficulties connecting with an infant um you know cause us to have more than more so than women cause us to have those thoughts you know but then but then they start turning that corner and they become a lot of fun so then, you know, in my experience, it's been this like difficulty connecting, 
um, become really fun, connect better, see the joys in, in having a child. And then they become more work because they start walking, talking and getting into stuff. So they're capable of physically harming themselves and they're not mentally aware of what to, to do to not harm themselves. So it's like, you know, that, uh, difficult and then great. And then, oh man, they're a walking time bomb. And then, you know, things, (laughs) things get just progressively more and more difficult from there. Like how many times, yeah. How many times (laughs) in your life do you feel like you've saved your daughter from serious harm or death? Yeah. Or, or even, even not serious, but just, you know, harm of some kind. It's like, stay away from that boiling water. But then, you know, you think this is overwhelming and then they turn four and a half only child probably four and a half five if they've got older brothers you know younger but four and a half five years old and it's like yeah yeah go you can give it a shot make your own pb and j go for it and then they become a little (laughs) bit more self-sufficient and things get get easier you know and at, at this point uh my seven and a half year old does laundry and shit so she's like she's that's awesome yeah yeah we're we're i mean it's definitely still a fully dependent stage at this point. There's no, <laughs> yeah. That, that's the hardest thing. Um, and sometimes she just doesn't want to be put down. So, um, and I think another feeling that I, I've commonly had is just you know there's there's some guilt about um, shouldering my you know wife shouldering all the responsibilities. Some like I I just I go well I probably need to clean the bottles or I need to. Uh, pick up the take the diaper thing out or whatever things like that 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 i'm like i'm trying to avoid feeling guilt constantly trying to avoid feeling guilty for yeah uh you know not picking up my end of the of the bargain and whatever whatever motivates you to get those things done you know i definitely wasn't wasn't great about wanting to do those things especially nighttime feedings or just nighttime fusses you know at, at the time my wife didn't didn't have a traditional job, so she didn't have to get up at any particular time. And I, I was was really resentful that she felt mm-hmm. like uh, that we needed to split. I don't even know split, but that she felt like I needed to play a part in that nighttime feeding when I did have a you know a nine to five, but I started at seven a.m. So uh, whatever motivates you, I think it's good if you get up and, and do those types of things. I felt lost, you know, I don't know where yeah. I fit. I don't know what to do. Um, it was, it was a tragic time in my life. I felt that way for, for several months. I think now, now I feel like in the last month or so, I feel a lot more confident in my, like if something happened to Megan or if some, you know, she, or if for some reason, well, Side story, she, uh, we got back from Colorado last week and she tried to go snowboarding one day and she fell and jammed her wrist and she thinks that there might be an issue and there might be a broken bone in her wrist or something as of right now. And so as an example, like something like where she might have to have a her wrist in a brace or, or something like that and she can't use her hand or wrist then I'm going to have to pick up. And so like, as of right, like if you would have, if that would have happened like at one or two months, I would have like, it would have been a terrible time to, for that, for that kind of thing to happen. 
but at six months now, like I feel like I can, if I had to take care of all the responsibilities, um, outside of picking out outfits for the day, (laughs) I can handle that. I can handle pretty much anything else. Yeah. And, and I feel good about, I feel good about that. And y'all have got that hipster vibe, you know, so it's probably even more pressure <laughs> on you to, it's not, it's not just as simple. I, I feel the need to clarify for you. It's not just as simple. I'm assuming as throwing on a onesie. It's like, you know, what, what jacket and what shoes and socks and what, what, you know, vest or head wear is she going <laughs> to wear that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, us girl dad's got it hard. <laughs> yeah. So I see here on your notes, um, you've also and you have you've been on and off TRT for years now, and you've had uh, concerns about sleep apnea. Uh, you've had nasal surgery, correct, to try to correct some breathing issues. Yeah, I had a my deviated septum repaired, probably. S- six or seven years ago now. And now you've had a home sleep study. So tell catch us up on that. Do you have sleep apnea? Do you, do you not? Well, as of my last, uh, last visit with Rachel, um, she, she referred me for the home sleep study. So they sent me a kit in the mail and just last night was my last night to do it. So I'm due to send that back off to their, uh, laboratory and have them run their numbers and see what see what comes up. You know, I guess it's one of those things. If you if you have a condition, if they determine you have a condition, it's going to be insurance will pay for it or something like that. If not, yeah. if there's a nominal fee of a couple hundred bucks or something. I guess I don't know. Yeah, Are you talking uh, about the machine or the the testing itself? Say again, the machine or the testing itself. The insurance will pay for the testing, you mean? The testing, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I just have to return the machine. I think, I, I don't know how it all works actually, but I, I all I have to do is return the machine and they're going to run it through their system and then yeah. tell me what's going on, what they what they determined. When I had mine done, I was, you know, it was in person and it was right after my, my kid was born. So it was mm-hmm. like, man, I get to go two nights and, you know, one... <laughs> One Without being front, awake, and then yeah, and then uh, a second one to to dial in the the equipment. But yeah, it was it was weird because you know you have to show up at like six thirty, and they put you to bed at like seven p.m. And that was that was real weird. I remember uh, it was on a Monday, it's Sunday uh-huh. night or Monday, because football was on, and the game hadn't even started yet by the time <laughs> they were they were tucking me in. So and you can't watch it, you can't look at your phone. I'm sure. Yeah, no, no, I watched the game. Uh, oh. I don't remember if I was on my phone or not, but yeah, I mean, I, I I watched the game at least most of it. Then I went to sleep. I went to sleep a little earlier than I normally would because they needed me up and out of there at like you know four thirty five in the morning. Um, yeah, it was, it was an experience, but it was very expensive and insurance, insurance did cover it. The reason I did it when I did it is because I had met my deductible. It was a whole thing, but it would have cost me quite a bit to do it, uh, in person. So all that to say is Rachel, uh, is she, she's been impressed with the home studies because at, at the time that I was doing it, they were severely lacking in quality. Yeah, she, I mean she didn't flinch when she said 
you know, I'll send you for a home, I'll send you a thing for a home study, home sleep study. Um, there was no mention of going to a facility of any kind. Cool. Good. Well, it, and it was kind of a, it, it was a pain. I mean, I don't know what the facility place was like, but I have a certain, I'm kind of a, a side sleeper. Mm-hmm. And so like getting this chest strap thing on and then getting yeah. the thing that goes in your nose and then you wear this like pulse oximeter on your finger mm-hmm. um, and all that. And then getting into my normal sleep position and I will usually turn on a podcast on a sleep on a you know turn on the sleep schedule so it'll it'll cut off at forty five minutes or whatever it is yeah. and I'll fall asleep to a podcast or something, um, and then just felt like I couldn't move for yeah. several hours and then you have to get up and go to the bathroom or something. So the or in, the in person study was uh, uh, similar, but there were I had sticky electrodes all over. So they're on my chest, on my head, like in my scalp, uh, on my face. I mean, it was, you know, I look like uh, some sort of machine with just sticky stuff all over my body. Um, and, and I'll say this. So they make all kinds of fancy nasal pillows and things that just barely go in and things that cover your whole mouth and nose and, ju- you know, things that cover just your nose. I, I've had a CPAP now for about eight years and... Never have I ever found a combination that allows me to sleep any way that I used to think I wanted to sleep. I am 100% back sleeper at this point and have been for many, many years. Um, because of the CPAP or CPAP. You, you always were? No, okay. no, no, I was not. I was a note. Don't give me a pillow. Let me sleep on my stomach with one of my knees kind of cocked up on a on a hip a little bit yeah with my arm bent at an angle and used my my the crook of my inside elbow pit as a pillow <laughs> yeah <laughs> that was me uh, gotcha. i have not slept that way in seven or eight years wow. and every once in a while i will wake up on my side but but no matter the mask it it causes a leak and that is what has woken me up so if i end up on my side i'm not there long and the mask on the pillow or on the bed um it doesn't take much to break that seal or the alternative is you can tighten the the face you know the straps up to a point to where it won't leak but then you wake up with with a a sore Ski mask bruising yeah. not even just the look but like yeah. it feels bruised like the bridge of your nose aches uh, kind of like if you wear bad sunglasses for 12 hours and, you know, your the ears or, or yeah. headphones, you know, or the, the earbuds, your ears start to kind of ache. So sleeping sucks. I've adapted. I'm a 100% back sleeper now. You'll probably have to do the same, but I don't ever sleep without my CPAP. That's how much I like it. And whether that's traveling, camping, uh, napping, always use the machine. Wow. Yeah. Well, I think part of the discussion that led down that road was I feel like I'm still in the whole testosterone, you know, getting back on TRT last summer. I I feel like I'm still searching for answers and searching for uh, the magic, uh, I don't know, magic key to unlock whatever is going on with me that is not improving because like as of the last time 
uh, we podcasted and, you know, given an update on me, like not a lot has improved, changed. Like I'm still feel like I'm walking through the wilderness, looking, looking for a way out because it's, it's, it's been awfully frustrating. And so I think, (laughs) you know, they always say like, if you get solid sleep, you know, that, that restore, it can restore, uh, you know, it restores your body, um, build, boosts your testosterone, like those things, it, it affects that for sure. And it's possible that some, for some reason or another, I'm not getting quality sleep. So yeah. she wants to, she wants to explore that, rule that out. Um, part of me thinks it's a nasal, it's a nasal thing again, um, because I wake up with congestion on my right side nasal passage every morning. Uh, mo- I mean, most mornings, despite blowing, you know, I got this, <laughs> I got this cool thing recently. It's called the Navage. Are you familiar? Uh, is it, it this? Go ahead. Is it the squirty thing? So it's like it's like the neti pot, but it's yeah. it's motorized. So it has the saline solution. You put it in the top, and then you hit a button, and it's got a battery in it, and it's powered suction. So it sucks. Oh. It blows in one no- nostril and sucks out the other. Gross. That sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> so and I've got this weird thing with my nose, man. I can't I can't touch it. Uh I can I can touch it if I'm in the pool or in the shower, but I don't you know how guys will like they'll get an itch on their face or their nose and they'll just like pinch their nose at the bridge between their thumb and forefinger and then run their run it down and squeeze the tip and I God, it drives me. I can't do it. So you can't I, touch your nose. I've I, never known this I about can, you. I can poke it, you know, but squeezing the nostrils closed. Like if somebody got your nose, I'll punch them in the face. It it does this <laughs> thing to me. It drives me crazy. I don't like things disturbed in there. Uh-huh. Um. So even after every single shower, I you know I'll go I blow my nose either before the shower if I need to, or you know, gross, but in the shower. And then right. after the I shower, I, I go get a tissue and I will dry the inside of my nostrils from the shower. And it drives me crazy to have them wet or moist or pinched, disturbed in any way. Ugh. So the, the neti pot squirt something in there routine is not for me. I, I did, I've done a neti pot type deal twice and unrelated both times i was sick with some sort of need medication illness <laughs> within three days of that so i don't know if i was already getting sick and that was why i needed the neti pot or if that just really threw something off and gave me an infection but i hate it yeah don't, don't squirt anything that, in my nose it's that sensation of of you know trying to do a gainer off the high dive <laughs> and you didn't make your flip you didn't turn yeah, all the way yeah. around and yeah. you didn't hold your nose. And so it's just, you know, uh, yeah. It's center park. <laughs> so last time, uh, last time we spoke, you were just getting into the world of ADD, ADHD, uh, diagnoses and, and medication. What's going on there? Uh, so we've been, uh, been exploring that through, uh, Rachel, uh, it, you know, trying out different medications. There's one called Vivance. There's the common one of Adderall. Um, those two are basically, basically, you know, legalized methamphetamine 
uh, for all intents and purposes. And they, you know, controlled substances and everything. And so, uh, Vyvanse is a newer to market drug that is not in a generic form yet. It's one of those ones that I, I remember you telling me about some drug you were taking and it's like a thousand dollars. But if you go to the website, it's yeah. $25 or something. Yeah. This was, coupon. this was $12,000. Oh, but you can get you can get their coupon and it's five dollars. Amazing, yeah. So uh, the Vivance has a similar thing going. It's somewhere in the neighborhood of, and you can only get thirty days supply at a time because of the drug classification, and it's somewhere in the neighborhood of uh, three hundred and something dollars. But if you go to the website and get the coupon, thirty dollars. So yeah, uh, we tried different dosages of Vivance. And we tried to dose of Adderall, uh, you know, and they're very, um, they're stimulant drugs and they will, despite how early you have to take them in the day, they can be just sleep disturbing, um, kind of give a, like once it tapers off, cause it's one, of, it's also, and I'm sure a lot of people out there know this, but, uh, it, it's not something you have to take for weeks and start to feel the effects, you'll feel the effects the same day and like you'll, it'll kick in and you'll start to notice, you know, your, (laughs) your mood to change. And, uh, you kind of get, you kind of get this euphoric feeling and it's, and like with Vyvanse, it's more of a, so Adderall is a short acting and then Vyvanse is more of like a timed release or what what do they call it? extended release uh, version of that that sti- a stimulant type of drug that treats an ADD and also is geared towards adults more so. Um, while I had some good experience with like the feeling where you, you kind of have you just feel really good and you feel like you can get a bunch of shit done and you you know you're you're. It, it kind of improves your, like improved my outlook and improved like, okay, like, you know, made me feel like I have, you know, I have goals to work towards and I, I know I can, you know, accomplish those goals and things like that and kind of improved some like depression symptoms that I've, I've struggled with. Um, like I said, there's some other side effects that, uh, that aren't so great. Uh, the, the sleep disturbance, uh, a little bit of like some headaches uh, with it that weren't pleasant. Um, you certainly don't need any kind of caffeine or energy drinks or anything like that. <laughs> um, it, it will wake, keep you awake. Yeah. Um, the The main thing I struggled with is that they are um, both Adderall and Vyvanse are a uh, the vasoconstricting. And so if you've paid attention to my story and listened to the podcast for any length of time, that's definitely an area I don't need additional help, uh, you know, in boosting that struggle. When you said length, Uh, was that a, was that a pun? Was there pun intended there? Length? (laughs) No. Yeah. (laughs) Because with, uh, let's just put it this way. It's, it's, it's as small as it's ever been if you're on five minutes. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> um, the 
it, it does not enhance it, it. Whatever the opposite of enhance is, uh, your blood flow to your peen, it, it, yeah. it definitely restricts that to a, um, an extreme level and it was not fun. Um, so I took it for like a week. Well, I took a lower dose. I didn't feel anything. And then I took a, a higher dose of, of the Vivance and that's, you know, started to feel the mood improving, but like, you know, not a lot going on downstairs. And like, like I definitely don't, like I said, I don't need help adding to that, that struggle. And yeah, <laughs> so, um, I threw those away because I, and I told her, I was like, I think I'm done with these stimulant drugs because they all kind of do the same thing yeah. and I don't enjoy it. Um, so now we're trying, uh, it's called Wellbutrin. I'm sure people are familiar with it. Sure. Uh, it is an antidepressant. It's not an SSRI. Um, it's a dopamine, and I had this in my notes because I couldn't remember what they call it. It's a dopamine reuptake inhibitor. Um, so it's not, it, it has an off label use for ADD. It's an antidepressant and also a, helps with smoking cessation, Brandon. That's good. And, and, uh, off label use for ADD. So we are trying that. But the thing about that is this drug, Wellbutrin, is that you, you do have to build it up. So it takes a few weeks before you see any. Yeah. Uh, improvements so hmm. giving that a shot see how that goes um nothing yet it's been a couple of weeks so you mentioned throwing that drug away and it made me remember that i i i don't remember what it was but ken prescribed me something uh over the summer maybe and uh did melanotan no <laughs> no he condoned it but he didn't sign off on it, or he didn't prescribe it um, I, I ended up throwing this away because I, I was able to achieve and maintain a normal erection, but when I ejaculated, I, I wasn't sure if I actually had. Like the orgasm was almost non-existent, and I had to check, physically <laughs> check. Hey, did did that did, did it come out? Like, what am I done? And it was real. And I was like, Yeah, I'm that done with this. You know, two That's days weird. of taking it. Yeah, it was out. It was crazy. Kind of, it's one of those moments that like freaks you out, and you're like, I never. Yeah. want to experience that again something something's wrong yeah yeah it was yeah. concerning and uh whatever it was i remember thinking no way this could be it and he said yeah that's that's a thing quit taking it that's what's good. uh what's this that uh what's this about insurance fraud what's going on there um well i think i shared with you over text earlier in the week you did. I know exactly what you meant by this note. I was just trying to play it cool for the audience. Oh, we're playing radio here. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, so I so I went to the my recent you know TRT visit um, at the office that you and I both have. You have treated that in the past, and I currently treat that. My wife just went there this week. No big deal. What? Keep, keep going. Or okay. I guess, I guess yeah I could I could feel it so. I uh, didn't mean to cut you off completely. I thought it would just be a, a one-sentence thing. and done, You fired up the bulldozer. Fired it up. So uh, Kayla <laughs> just went to see Rachel like Monday or Tuesday. Um, like in person or is she doing telemedicine? No, she went in person. 
Wow. Uh, I, I think her next visit's going to be a follow. It was her first visit, so to establish care, you know, I guess she figured it would be better to be there in person and spend forty-five minutes to an hour chatting. So, um, not for not for yeah. uh, HRT or anything, but just she's got fibromyalgia, uh-huh. so just some some stuff like that. Um, nothing too crazy. Just wanting to kind of get, um, I guess, get on top of diet, like uh whole 30 type, you know, stuff and just holistic, uh, because Rachel's so good at that. She is. Yeah. Stuff. And she just posted something on Facebook and I didn't know that she had a mentor that was so into it, but she is, she's really good at it. Anyway. Yeah, she is. She sends me supplement recommendations, uh, and I need to order them actually, but, yeah. um, no, my and my beef here is not with with Rachel. Uh, my beef is with the office and the billing department. So I go to check out. I'm given a I'm given a total that I was kind of taken aback by, but I haven't met my deductible. So um, I'm like, okay, seems kind of high, whatever. Um, so I get the receipt because I you know have an HSA and I want to reimburse myself and. So then I get home and I'm looking at it and it says it says a price like 215 bucks and I paid something closer to $300. But there's no there was no itemization, there's no explanation as to why the price went from $215 which as I learned later is the 215 is what they bill the insurance for and then my responsibility is whatever less than than that that they agree upon. So you paid it and they paid it? So I paid the two nights like closer to three hundred, so it's like two ninety seven something. So it said two fifteen. It said established patient level three. The charge for that is two fifteen, whatever. And I've come to find out le- these codes mean certain lengths of the visit. Hmm. Uh, so however long your visit is, maybe the complexity of it, it's a it's a certain level. So it said level three, and there's a two hundred fifteen dollar charge, but the price that I actually paid was higher and I didn't realize it till I got home and I was kind of like, and I messaged them, asked my wife, she's like, yeah, you need, to, you need to call about that. And so I called the billing department and she sent me this thing. She said, Oh, we accidentally, uh, and I said, I got overcharged. I need to, you know, I need reimbursement. I don't know what's going on here. Can you explain why this price went up from two fifteen to two ninety seven? And she said, oh, well, we coded, somebody coded it wrong. I'm not sure how that happened. But then she sent me the paperwork, the exact same receipt invoice bill that I had. But hers said, hers said level five, what, you know, established patient level five visit. And that charge is like 370 something. So that's what they bill to the insurance. And the response, my responsibility after the 370, whatever they agree upon with the insurance, is the 297. So unknowingly, I actually paid, like I paid, un, like unknowingly, like what they intended to charge. But they, how was I supposed to know that it was a level five? The, the documentation I have says that was a level three visit. Yeah. So I need to be, and you can't go back later. And so they basically, they basically went back in and changed the coding later on and build the insurance for a higher amount based on what I what I accidentally paid. 
So when they said, oh, we, we coded it wrong, let me send you a new invoice, you were thinking you're going to get some money back. And what they were thinking yes. was we're making the visit longer on paper or whether it exactly. should have been or not. Huh. No, exactly. They they changed it based on what I paid. I'm I'm convinced of that. And that's not right. That's insurance fraud. Like you can't you can't say it's a level three visit. I don't know how I was overcharged at that at that point in time because I should have paid something that maybe a hundred and something dollars. Less than two hundred, but more than one hundred dollars. Because the, the they should have billed the insurance at a level three for two fifteen. How do you know? Do you because know that's how long the, a level three versus five would have been. Uh, I I Google tells me somewhere in the neighborhood of twenty to twenty nine minutes is a level three, and forty five minutes to an hour is level okay. five, something that's like that. Pretty, pretty and it certainly we were not we were not in the room for forty five minutes. Yeah, that's pretty cut and dry, objective, easy to to tell. Even if so, you look at your so what the issue is. They changed the billing code after the fact, mm-hmm. and she and the billing lady is, she's talking to me like, like oh like, they made a mistake, and I'm like that's not my responsibility. You guys made a mistake. You it should be code like how do I know that it's a level f- like, as far as I know, walking out of there it was a level three visit. You overcharged me. It should be somewhere less than two hundred and fifteen dollars, and you should be reimbursing me. The difference yeah and they haven't been willing to budge so far so i'm taking i'm appealing the medical i'm i'm doing certain things to to try to rectify that disputing the charge of my credit card and all wow. these things so how much total did you pay 297 297 but so but it I should know. have been less than 215 i i don't <clears throat> know how they did that <laughs> i know in, insurance varies quite a bit but i feel like in the past, our insurance has been well exactly the same, and even now, it, it's pretty similar. It's a high high deductible health savings plan type deal. You know, mm-hmm. I have never paid anything close to that uh, for, and I do feel like I've had some um, some forty five to Extensive, sixty minute, yeah. yeah, you know, and uh, I I used to pay, uh, and it's been a long time. And this was before I had any sort of working relationship with Kevin or with Rachel or anyone up there. But I feel like I used to go in and pay like seventy six dollars, and right. maybe maybe I would get a bill, but it certainly wasn't for another two hundred bucks. You know, it would have been for like fourteen dollars or something for lab, you know, lab work or something like that. But yeah, and yeah, that's I mean, I've, I've, yeah, I've never paid anything more than that. I, I don't think. But and I don't, yeah, I don't understand it either. Um, I know that, you know, the TRT is one thing and I know, you know, we discuss ADD and we discuss, you know, sleep testing and things like that. So we've discussed, we discussed a, a, a range of things, but I mean, I, I get that it's a time thing, like spending 15 minutes versus spending 45 minutes. Okay. That's fair. That should be a different charge. Yeah. But that's it's still a lot, in my opinion. But that's not the the root of the issue. Is the fact that they changed the coding to fit what I actually paid after the fact? Yeah. And I'm somehow pay. I somehow managed to pay uh, more than I should have. I, I I still don't understand that because if you saw, I sent you that copy. Mm-hmm. There's no there's no explanation as to why the price went up from two fifteen to two ninety seven. Like, how how did that happen? So that was my initial grief. I was like. Well, well, Why did this happen? Their explanation is, oh, sorry, it wasn't a level three, it was a level five, right? 
That's it. Yeah. And they're saying, yeah. oh, no, you, you, it was coded wrong. So you actually paid what you were supposed to. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, it, it's not coded wrong. It was, a, it was a level three. How was I supposed <laughs> to know that it's a level five? You can't do that after the fact. Yeah. That's fraud. <laughs> and you can't bill the insurance. Yeah, you can't just bill the insurance for more after I leave. Like, so, for instance, what if I, what if I had walked up there, paid that whatever less than $215 is my responsibility and then they'll, you know, build the insurance and then they go, Oh, we're sorry, Mr. Schweider. Like we meant to bill it as a level five. Yeah, you they probably would have stayed quiet if that were, yeah, they wouldn't have, they, they wouldn't, wouldn't have done, done anything. anything. No. Yeah. But since I accidentally paid a more, they changed the coding to fit whatever it was. Like, yeah, that's bullshit. You and fraud need to do your TOT with matrix hormones. Let Ken, handle that i know it's not going to help with the add and sleep no. and all that stuff I, i'm i'm almost done like rachel's great but I, I i don't know that i can and megan doesn't want me if she had to say like if she if she could tell me if she was able to say like she's gonna she lets me make my own decision on these things but like she's like I, i'm ready for you to be done with that office like they're yeah she's not she hates it so. Yeah, that's crazy. And, you know, I, I wouldn't say that I wouldn't consider you, Ian, an easy to please individual, you know, and, and I hope <laughs> you don't take that the wrong way. No, but, you know, we've had we've had uh, I, I've had a long time to um, to observe, you know, and whether it be a uh, say that you want in planning a Mexico friends vacation trip or. Uh, writing a restaurant off because you didn't like what you experienced or, you know, like myself, if they ask you how it's, how your food is more than one time, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> um, I, I, I feel like, yeah, that's, that's frustrating with the billing stuff and yeah, maybe. Oh, and that, that, and then this week also was getting a refill on my TRT and then the, the <laughs> script that was sent to the pharmacy is yeah. I, the, the pharmacy issue where they, they give you, uh, 10 one milliliter bottles instead of one 10 milliliter bottle yeah. that just that was the icing on the cake for me on top of this issue that the, the billing issue like it it just pissed me off because then i called and of course they haven't called me back so um and i said how was the script written because i need it you know i want to go back to the pharmacy and say this is how the script was written but i have I no like idea if we could pick three um one sentence themes or or reasons or uh, descriptors for this podcast that would be one of them you know that is the um you can't have low t because you've got a full beard would would be one Mm -hmm. the uh we can't give you a multi-use vial we can only sell one milliliter vials that would be one because these are these are all like so common and we see them in yes because they expire within 28 days oh i mean i i could bring you my vial right now that i've had for three months yeah, I mean, we've talked about uh, yes. you know things like this on Ad this nauseum. podcast. Yeah, I mean, it it happens. And when you when you told me about it this time, I said, yeah, it happens all the time. And not anymore because I'm with Matrix and my shit comes from an actual pharmacy that does TRT and I get what he orders. Uh, in fact, I get three are, 10 milliliter vials at one time. I mean, wow. it's glorious. Yeah. So, uh, you know. I I would say in the past, hey, CVS, suck it. I want what's written on the prescription. I don't care about your company policy. I'll go across the street to Walgreens. One time 
did they let me go across the street? It was actually uh, Flip. It was Walgreens. One time Walgreens let me go across the street to CVS. Every other time, whether it's been this issue or the issue of billing, um, you know, this is going to be $76. Oh, well, I want to use good. Like an issue like that. uh, Only one time did they let me walk. Every other time they've said, okay, fine. Here's your 10 milliliter vial. I mean the GoodRx issue. I get it. Yeah, there's there's some pharmacies that it's a, a super headache with. Um, this pharmacy was they're they're easy going about it. They're like, oh cool, yeah. Well, what's the code and everything? Like they're super easy to work with. And on that front, they just they're like, this is our company policy. We're not going to give you a multi use file. And I'm like, oh, like they're the cheap. And this it's funny because they're the cheapest 10 milliliter vial in the area. But then when you switch the GoodRx over to uh, 10 one milliliter vials, it's it's $12 more. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so absolutely. A and kick was, in the ass. Yeah, so that was that was part of my argument too. Do you want to give this to me at the same price as the 110 ml? No, right. we don't. Okay, well then I don't want it. It's not written that way on the prescription. I'm not paying more because you say so. Mm-hmm. I've got a real deep passion and a, a real short fuse. I'm a I'm a fairly even tempered guy in most aspects <laughs> yes. of life. But yes. when it comes to uh, big pharma and it comes to <laughs> these major corporations really sticking it to us little guys and taking it, it really pisses me off. When it comes to insurance stepping in and and determining my care from my doctor because they don't right. think that my doctor has tested my hormones enough to know that I need testosterone, it really pisses me off. And this, both of these things that you've mentioned or, or similar things have happened to me and my family this week. Uh, one was a billing issue with the kid's pediatrician went to schedule a visit and they said, Oh, you owe money. And it was like, well, we paid an exorbitant amount of money in person. And then we paid another large amount of money in the paper bill that you sent us. What more could you possibly want? We just had a strep test done for three kids. Yeah. And then the other one was a compounding pharmacy. My wife was prescribed low dose, low dose naltrexone, which is, I think it might be Rachel's new, like not cure all in a bad way, but like her go-to something she's leaning heavily on. Cause she offered it to me a year, year what, and a half ago. Is that the one that makes sodas taste funny? No, that is also <laughs> an N word. Um, Whoa. <laughs> what is so, so what, tell me about the no, no trek uh whatever no trek zone or whatever well now i'm stuck on the other one um i don't remember what that is no that's not it that that one that you're thinking of is uh is a headache on label for like migraines um now trek zone is in its full form at 50 milligrams or so is uh <laughs> and i don't know what it's called but it's it's the thing that opiate addicts and alcoholics take to disable the euphoric feeling they get from those drugs. So it's something to help them recover. Low dose naltrexone is one milligram uh, versus 50. And it is used for a wide array of illnesses uh, from fibromyalgia to gastrointestinal issues, uh, Crohn's uh, ulcerative colitis to chronic pain, I mean, there, there's so many different things that it treats. So that's why I thought, you know, I said it was kind of her lean on go to these days. Um, yeah, she's, she's going to start taking that for, um, fibromyalgia, but it was similar. It was like, okay, now Trexone, the full dose for the opiate addiction is, um, uh, 
like $30 or $40 or 20, no, $21 for, uh, 30. Uh, the low dose naltrexone has to come from a compounding pharmacy because it's one, it's a fraction of the dose and it is, uh, $176 for Say what? 270 milligrams. So you get, oh my gosh. uh, yeah. So 50 times 30, you get 1500 milligrams of the medication for, uh, $21. Or you get oh my 270 milligrams of the medication for, yeah. So, um, and you don't have to go to a compounding for the, for the usual nope, version. Pick it up at Walmart. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, it just, it just fucking pisses me off. And I, I reached out to a couple of, um, friends of mine that, that work for compounding pharmacies and said, Hey, is this right? You know, am I getting screwed? Cause Rachel used to use drug crafters, but she sent this one to Belmar Pharmacy somewhere in Colorado. And mm. I had never heard of them, and I just wanted to know, you know, is this legit? And at first it was like, man, that does seem high. But then once we looked into it, it's right. It's what the pharma- uh, compounding pharmacies charge. And, you know, we're uh, we're going to do an episode in the very, very near future uh, that has to do with compounding pharmacies. And I'm not pissed off at them. I get why they have to do it. It has everything to do with um, them having to spend crazy amounts of money to extend the shelf life of medications that they sell for more than like one minute. Oh, okay. So I get it. They have to be expensive. And actually, I just said I'm not pissed off at them. That that thought just popped into my brain, and I just became not pissed off with them because <laughs> all week I've been pissed off at them. But then I remembered the meeting that I went to with the – national association of compounders or whatever. And, and it makes, it makes sense to me now. We've been talking for 46 minutes. Holy cow. Longest episode ever. Thank you for listening to the TRT community podcast. You can find us online at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash TRT community. goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.